In today's show, the Bitcoin price retests key support as Fed rate hike fears steal 27,000. That's right. And breaking news just in, U.S. presidential candidate Robert Kennedy Jr. says everybody is so passionate about Bitcoin, not just because it's a currency, but because it's an exercise in democracy. Also, Indonesian governor says he wants to bring more Bitcoin mining into the country. Quoting him here, Bitcoin mining is helping to create an affordable price of energy. That's right. Also quoting Max Kaiser, Gary is right. Everything not Bitcoin is a security, including ETH and XRP. He also goes on to share that the world is facing a global margin call. Very few banks will survive and most fiat wealth will get wiped out by Bitcoin. Touche. Also in today's show, we'll be discussing the U.S. debt deal to trigger a $1 trillion liquidity crunch, warns analysts, as well as Texas proof of reserve bill passes through the Senate. Let's go. We'll also be discussing Ledger clarifies how its firmware works after the deleted tweet controversy. I'll also be sharing a catalyst which can send a Bitcoin price soaring once again next month in June, according to crypto analysts Invest Answers. We'll also be discussing hyper-Bitcoinization is coming, says Bitcoin OG Adam Back has whole coiners hit the 1 million mark. We'll also be discussing his $300,000 Bitcoin price prediction, and that's without institutional adoption. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome to everyone just tuning in. I'm your host, JV. Lots to discuss. So checking out the market watch here. You can see Bitcoin currently correcting, maintaining at around that 27,000 mark just under. We have Ether up a half a percent for the day, trading above $1,800, while BNB Solana are correcting and in the red. And checking out CoinMarketCap.com, the crypto market cap, sitting above $1.1 trillion with $30 billion and a half in volume in the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance, 46.3% with the Ether dominance at 19.4%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours, we have Ajax up 11%, trading above 28 cents, followed by Injective up 8%, trading at 7 bucks, followed by Kava up almost 4%, trading just above a dollar. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week, we have INJ up 7.3%, Kava up 4.1%, and one of the biggest losers is Optimism down 6 And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fair Index, we're still in neutral, rated a 48 for today. Yesterday was a 51, last week a 49, and last month a 63 in greed. So there you have it. Welcome again to everyone just tuning into today's live podcast. I appreciate each and every one of your support. And now let's check out the charts and do a little technical analysis and break it down. Bitcoin traded back below 27,000 this morning as analysts flag large volume trades, pressure in the price. Right here, you're looking at the Bitcoin one-day candle chart. Now, data from Cointelegraph Markets Pro and TradingView showed Bitcoin hitting lows of 26.3 on Bitstamp, a modest recovery that took Bitcoin to a range familiar from several days prior. This still is focused prior to the week's final Wall Street Open. Downside overnight came courtesy of the increasing market expectation of an interest rate hike by the U.S. Fed in June. These came thanks to low jobless claims data for the week, with the Fed officials adding a hawkish tone. On one hand, inflation is too high, and we have yet to make sufficient progress.
progress on reducing it, a speech by board member Philip Jefferson at the 2023 International Insurance Forum in Washington, D.C. He also shared, on the other hand, GDP has slowed considerably this year, and even though the effect has been muted in the labor market, so far, demand clearly has begun to feel the effects of interest rates that are five percentage points higher than they were a little over a year ago. And according to the CME Group's FedWatch tool, the odds of the Fed pausing its hiking cycle next month at one point over 95% stood just at 62% on the day. And in a detailed breakdown of the events, monitoring resource material indicators showed owners of bid and ask liquidity placing trades to manipulate the Bitcoin price behavior on the shorter time frames. Quoting him here, after chopping sideways, markets began to price in potential for another rate hike as the morning's jobless report and Fed speakers set the tone for the conversation ahead of Jay Powell's appearance scheduled for Friday which is today. Now, as price began to drop, a ladder of bids was rugged and the price moved to prior support at 26.5, but a sell wall was quickly placed to suppress the price. And at this time, we're currently right back at that 27,000 mark. Material indicators noted Bitcoin performed a retest of the 100-day moving average. It's third in the past seven days, quitting him here. After about 90 minutes and a few nibbles at the sell wall, the roof was pulled. And shortly after that, a new 36 million block of bids was placed below the local support and the melt up began. And in addition to the 100 day moving average, we also have the 200 week moving average at 26,100. The analyst concluded and could also form a downside support zone next week. Material indicators referenced the May 19th appearance of Fed Chair Jerome Powell with the implication that further hawkish language on inflation would add to the risk asset price pressure. Traders thus maintain potential bearish targets, these focusing on a board area, broad area of around 25,000. Quitting crypto analyst Mikhail Bande Pop wanted Bitcoin to hold above 27,000 and 27.2. Didn't happen. Stopped out on my longs and in a waiting game now. Reclaim that range and we'll try again. Or now we'll be waiting for 26.4 sweep and or 25,000. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analysts. And quitting crypto Tony, I am looking for a long if we can break above 27.5 or a short if we can close below 26.6. No trade in between this tight range, he shared. In trading sweet, decent trader, meanwhile flagged uninspiring numbers, quoting them here, long-short ratio is currently above two, which is very high. This typically needs to be resolved and a move lower before things start to look bullish. So there you have it. And breaking news, we have uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. says, everybody passionate about Bitcoin, not just because it's a currency, but because it's an exercise in democracy. And he's currently at the Bitcoin Miami conference right now. We also have the Indonesian governor saying he wants to bring more Bitcoin mining into the country. As he shares here, Bitcoin mining is helping to create an affordable price of energy. And we all know that. As fact, Max Kaiser says Gary is right and that everything not Bitcoin is a security, including Ethan XRP. We've already put this law into El Salvador. We are Bitcoin country and we are thriving. He also says the world is facing a global margin call. Very few banks will survive and most fiat wealth will get wiped out by Bitcoin. That's right. And again, welcome to everyone just tuning in to today's live show. Now let's dive into our next breaking story of the day and discuss U.S. debt deal to trigger one trillion liquidity crunch warns analysts. That's right. Bitcoin stares at potential losses heading into the third quarter of this year after U.S. lawmakers will likely reach an agreement on raising the debt ceiling. Raising the debt ceiling means that the U.S. Treasury could issue new bonds to raise cash to meet its previous obligations. And as a result, the cash pile at the Treasury could increase from $95 billion in May to $550 billion by June and to $600 billion in the three months afterward, according to the department's recent estimates. Money printer continue to go. 
Now, Ari, the founder of risk management firm Pencil Advisors, estimates the Treasury will cross $1 trillion by the end of quarter three of this year. Quitting him here, my bigger concern is that when the debt limit gets resolved, and I think it will, you're going to have a very, very deep and sudden drain of liquidity. This is not something that is very obvious, but it is something that is very real. And we have seen before that such a drop in liquidity really does negatively affect the risk markets, such as equities and credit. In other words, the cash available to buy riskier assets such as stocks, Bitcoin, and cryptos will likely experience downward price pressure at some point after the debt ceiling is raised. And Bloomberg adds, estimated at well over a trillion by the end of the third quarter, the supply burst would quickly drain liquidity from the banking sector, raise short-term funding rates, and tighten the screws on the U.S. economy just as it's on the cusp of a recession. By the Bank of America Corp's estimate, it would have the same economic impact as a quarter-point interest rate hike. Now, such macroeconomic hurdles could prevent Bitcoin from reclaiming its yearly highs of over 30,000. I think the yearly high thus far is roughly the 31,000 mark. Now, we most likely will range between 20 to 30,000 and even get an alt season, an analyst noted, and also shared new money isn't coming in. It's just all rotating. Unless we get a new narrative or stocks to find a way to rally, it's looking more likely that the U.S. elections in 2024 will be the next big catalyst. Now, the Bitcoin price chart technicals, uh, meanwhile, show Bitcoin consolidating below the 50-day exponential moving average. As I pointed out, in the 50-day exponential moving average, you can see in the red, sitting currently at 27,650. And I'd say that's the line in the sand we need to recapture to continue our bullish, uh, you know, breakout uh, for the year, at least. And with that being shared, fam, now let's discuss the latest of what's happening with Texas, with their proof of reserve bill passing through the Senate, which is great news for Bitcoin. Bitcoin adoption and Bitcoin game theory in full effect. Legislation that could require exchanges to maintain reserves in an amount sufficient to fulfill all obligations to customers has made it one step closer to becoming law in Texas. On May 15, the bill passed a vote in the Senate and now awaits only the governor's signature. Texas House Bill 1666 amending the Texan Finance Code passed through the state's House of Representatives earlier in the year. And after three readings in the Senate, the text of the bill hasn't experienced any significant changes from the previous draft. And under the amendments, digital asset providers serving more than 500 customers in the state with at least $10 million of customer funds would be restricted from commingling the customer funds with any type of operational capital and using customer funds for any further transactions besides the original transaction demanded by the customer. Also, the exchanges must maintain reserves sufficient to accommodate all potential withdrawals at any given moment. Within 90 days following each fiscal year's conclusion, companies must submit a report to the Texas Department of Banking regarding their existing liability to customers, and should the provider fail to comply with the requirements, the department would have the right to revoke its license. Texas is an area proactive of legislators when it comes to crypto, and apart from the proof of reserves bill, the Senate moved to limit crypto mining incentives, which was voted in by the Senate in April, and at the same time, Texan lawmakers voted to amend the state bill of rights, adding a provision recognizing the right of individuals to possess, retain, and utilize digital currencies. So there you have it. And now for some controversy on everyone's mind right now, and that's the hard wallet of the ledger as information leaked that there's allegedly a backdoor that the company has to steal our private keys. Well, is that true? Let's break this down. Here we go. On May 18th, crypto hardware wallet provider Ledger clarified how its firmware works after a controversial May 17th tweet was deleted by the company. The deleted tweet, which Ledger said was written by a customer support agent, has stated it was possible for Ledger to write firmware that could extract users' 
private keys. That's right. And Ledger support shared here. You may have seen a tweet from our Ledger support account being shared regarding Ledger firmware updates. Unfortunately, in our attempt to clarify how Ledger and all wallets work with a firmware, a customer support agent posted a tweet confusing the wording. So they're blaming it on the customer rep saying he got it all wrong. Now, Ledger Chief Technology Officer Charles Gullimet clarified in a new Twitter thread that the wallet's operating system requires the content of the user or consent of the user anytime a private key is touched on by the operating system. In other words, the operating system shouldn't be able to copy the device's private key without the user's consent. Although he also said that using a ledger does require minimal amount of trust. The original tweet from Ledger customer service stated, technically speaking, it is and always has been possible to write firmware that facilitates key extraction. We have always trusted Ledger not to deploy such firmware, whether you know it, or not. The tweet ignited a firestorm of controversy, as you can imagine, across Twitter, as many users accused the company of misrepresenting the security of its wallet. Critics shared an alleged Ledger post from November that stated a firmware update cannot extract the private keys from the secure element, implying that the company contradicted itself. So who's right? Though the deleted tweet fueled the controversy, the matter first speaked or sparked on May 16th when the company unveiled a new Ledger Recover uh, service that allows users to back up their secret recovery phrase by splitting it into three shards and sending it to different data custody services. The deleted tweet was in response to the release of the new feature and the new Twitter thread also stated that the wallet's firmware or operating system is an open platform in the sense that anyone can write their own app and load it onto the device. And before being allowed on the Ledger Manager software, apps are first evaluated by the team to make sure they aren't malicious and don't have security flaws. And according to Ledger, even after the app is approved, the operating system does does not allow it to use the private key for a network if it isn't made for it. The company raised the example of Bitcoin apps not being allowed to use the device's Ethereum private keys and vice versa for Ethereum apps and Bitcoin keys. And in addition, every time a private key is used by an app, Ledger says the operating system requires users to confirm their consent to use the key. This seems to imply that third-party apps installed on Ledger shouldn't be able to use a person's private key without the user first consenting to its use. So there you have it. And he also confirmed that this system is a part of the current operating system, which would theoretically be changed if Ledger were to become dishonest or if an attacker were to somehow gain control of the company's computers. Quoting them here, if the wallet wants to implement a backdoor, there are many ways to do it in the random number generation, in the cryptographic library, in the hardware itself. Even it's possible to create signatures so that the private key can be retrieved only by monitoring the blockchain. Yet the Ledger chief technology officer dismissed this concern stating, using a wallet requires a minimal amount of trust. If your hypothesis is that your wallet provider is the attacker, you are doomed. And I think there he makes a great point. So if you do not trust the hardware provider, do not use it. Use the wallet in which you trust. He went on to say that only way users can protect themselves against a dishonest wallet developer is to build their own computer, compiler, wallet stack, and node and synchronizer, which the executive said is a lifetime journey. Now rival hardware wallet Grid Plus offered to open source its firmware in an attempt to attract the ledger users. Also like to point out that the Trezor wallet, which I highly recommend is also open source and there is no uh you know controversy about them being able to hack the back doors and yada 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 but ultimately my perspective from reading this story and understanding it is there is some level of trust when using these hardware wallets because theoretically if you give them the consent you're 
uh, private keys can be retrieved. But what they are saying, if you don't give that consent, they're saying it's not possible to do. So it all boils down to who do you trust the most with your you know hard-earned uh, cryptocurrency when it comes to protecting Bitcoin. Honestly, feel. Uh, Trezor is the best way to go. I have used Ledger specifically for the altcoins, but controversy like this doesn't make me sleep well at night. You know what I mean? So do what you got to do to protect your keys and remove it off the exchanges because as we all know, not your keys, not your cheese. Now let's discuss a very bullish outlook for June for the King Crypto, and then we'll discuss a $300,000 Bitcoin price prediction from Blockstream CEO Adam Back, as well as be discussing hyper-Bitcoinization. Let's go. And welcome again to everyone tuning in. A widely followed crypto strategist says Bitcoin can take off next month as a result of one catalyst. The anonymous host of Invest Answers uh, shares that a historical bull signal is on the verge of occurring again. According to the trader, when Bitcoin's realized price crosses above the long-term hodler realized price, the crypto king tends to fly. Well, let's go. The realized price is the value of all Bitcoin at the price they were bought, divided by the number of coins in circulation, and the long-term hodler realized price is the average on-chain acquisition price of coins held outside exchange reserves and that have not moved in the past 155 days. Quitting him here, there's a Bitcoin catalyst that many people are talking about right now and that this is a history. If you look at Glassnode chart here, now the blue line represents the long-term hodler realized price and the yellow line is the Bitcoin realized price. And the reason that this is the catalyst is for the realized price to get above the long-term hodler realized price. And this is at, at about a 600 difference right now. Each time this happens, each time the flipping occurs, an example, the blue gets above the yellow. It typically results in a big rally as outlined here alongside this chart. And according to the trader, the last two times the flip occurred was also in the month of June with which increases the chances it will happen next month, quitting him again. Now, the other really interesting thing about this, it always happens in June with the exception of 2012 when Bitcoin was very new. It happened in August of 2012. It happened in June of 2016. It happened in June of 2019. It will happen in June of 2023, question mark. That is an interesting thing to note. If so, there's a rally afterwards, ladies and gents. Of course, there's that little spike. Remember 2020? People say, oh, but if it can dip after, well, that dip was because of COVID-19. In all other parts of history, it's just up from here. So watch the long-term hodler realized price if it can cross the realized Bitcoin price. Remember, we're so close right now, that can be an exciting thing. And that's why I titled the video, The Next Bitcoin Catalyst Rocket Ship. Now, a lot of people say, sell in May, go away. And when you look at what is happening in June, if this happens, that would be a mistake to sell in May and go away or to be short BTC. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analysts and shout out to Invest Answers and watch this video he did. Check the show notes below the video in the description. And now let's break down our next breaking story of the day, which is Adam Back's $300,000 Bitcoin price prediction and hyper Bitcoinization on the way as whole coiner addresses surpass the million milestone. That's right. It was a long time coming and achieved much attention on social media. And the time is finally here. There are 1 million entities that own a whole Bitcoin. So congratulations to all my whole coiners out there. This is a great target. Now, these whole coiners have been steadily accruing since mid-2020. 21 Glassnode shows and the upward trend in one Bitcoin wallets has seen almost no reversal since. In 2022, however, the trend accelerated, having started the year with 814,000 wholesalers and finishing it with 978,000, an increase of 20%. And reacting, we have Adam Back, CEO and co-founder of Bitcoin firm Blockstream, made a case for hyper-Bitcoinization soon to come. Should 
the existing trend continue, he argued, the Bitcoin price growth would soon make buying it not only a luxury, but something unattainable altogether. That's right. Quoting him right here on crypto Twitter, because 10 million people trying to buy one Bitcoin over a few years would push the price out of reach. And many current hodlers are not selling. An example, very few of the recent whole coiners would resell, probably moving up to their next target for an extra Bitcoin. Most are trying to buy more. And he makes a great point. He also tweeted, I saw the graph and thought, and this is regarding that chart from Glassnode. Very cool. Now let's go for 10 million whole coiners next. And when it dawned on me, that may not be possible. As there are only 21 million Bitcoin, accumulate your first target while you can pre-hyper Bitcoin revolutionize whatever that word is there but yeah man it is happening only a matter of time and at the same time an uptick in short-term hodlers or speculators in 2023 has got some excited about the birth of a new bitcoin bull market let's go glass no data meanwhile shows that on the other end of the spectrum wallets have become stagnant entities between 1000 btc and 9999 btc are now showing signs of recovery after falling from mid 2022 and onward 10000 btc entities on the other hand remain in range entered following the ftx collapse last november there are currently 117 such entities observers such as monitoring resource material indicators often notes that the latest classes of whales still exert the most influence over the Bitcoin price action, thanks to their trading activity. Uh, now I want to share this throwback of Adam Back saying a crisis will push Bitcoin to 300000 per coin, and that's even without institutions. That's right. He actually shared this a while back. I'm going to be quoting him here. It might not require additional institutional adoption because of the current environment, causing more individuals to think about hedging, he said, and retaining value when there is a lot of money printing in the world. I think he makes a, a great point. He also says you have major sophisticated market players like with unclear understandings of the value. And to me, that indicates there is still a lot of headroom for price appreciation and adoption in the market. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Adam Back. Now let's discuss 300,000 being achievable. Uh, back in January, and again, this is a few years back. This is a throwback. Uh, back responded to reports that an unearthed early Bitcoin dev of how Finney's wall speculation of Bitcoin being worth 10 million one day. Back said it was entirely possible that high inflation could make $1 worth 10 cents over a decade or so, which would mean $10 million Bitcoin would be 1 million Bitcoin in today's money. Quitting him here, and 100,000 Bitcoin doesn't seem so far, given we already crossed the 10,000 threshold a few times when few expected even 1,000 some years back, and 10,000 seemed crazy. So with that in mind, it is possible that Back expects a $300,000 Bitcoin price action in five years. And this is back in 2020. So that would mean two years from now, which would mean a 300,000 price prediction in 2025, which is right in alignment with what I've been sharing here on the show. But let me know if you agree or disagree with the Blockstream CEO. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.